0: Welcome to Daily Devotion with Ken Gurley. Devotions designed to inspire you on your daily walk with God. Each day we walk through the vital principles of the abundant life. Our Lord can do above and beyond all we ask or think. Here's your host, Ken Gurley. How does God view you and me? The Bible says that we are God's unique chosen treasure, His peculiar people. We are His children his brethren, his bride. We are the household or the family of faith. We are the dwelling place, the habitation, the tabernacle for his presence on earth. We are the reason he came to this earth to enter into a covenant with us. Do you really think God would do all of this if he disliked you, if he disdained you and me? I understand we were enemies with God, that our sin had alienated us from him. But Calvary forms that massive drawbridge between glory and earth, that the Lord came to us. He is over us, through us, in us, with us, but never forget, God is for us. This is a theme so overlooked amongst us, it has done great peril through the years to many believers and to many people that have tried to live out their faith in an authentic manner. What if I were to tell you, if I were to tell you that one thing, just one thing could do so much in your life, that without this one thing, you're limiting the reach and the influence of who you could be. You're limiting the blessings of your life, the joyfulness, the meaning. Then would you be interested in knowing what that one thing is. Here on Daily Devotion this week, we are talking about living in the presence of the Almighty God and valuing that presence. And the one thing I want to discuss with you today, it elevates you in the midst of adversaries, Exodus 11. It restores what the enemy has taken from you, Exodus 3. It brings Victories that are both atypical and seemingly impossible. These are illustrated in Joshua chapters 6 and 10. This one thing also unlocks your prayer life. So that significant requests are answered. Esther 5. This one thing wins battles because God will fight them for you. The 44th Psalm. Again. Would you be interested in knowing what that one thing is? Would you be interested more in experiencing it in your daily life? Well, the one thing is divine favor. Psalm 30, his anger lasts only a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy is coming in the morning. Consider the first part of that verse again. His anger lasts only for a moment, but His favor, divine favor, lasts for a lifetime. I believe your presence here on Daily Devotion makes this a very special day and a very special moment because you being here fulfills the admonition that where two or three gather together, God Himself will show up, God will be near, God is here in this moment, in this time together. I want to share with you a few thoughts on divine favor. The most well-rehearsed definition of grace is unmerited favor. And through the years, we focus on the first part, unmerited. And we talk about how we don't deserve it. It's not earned. It's just a manifestation of the God who is love. And we should talk about that and we should prioritize it. But the second word of that definition often goes overlooked: favor. The idea of unmerited can be found in the Bible, not the word though, but the word favor can be found dozens of times. One of those times is Psalm five twelve: For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous with favor; you will surround him as with a shield. People who are righteous have the favor of God. Now, righteousness is unlike self-righteousness. Righteousness that we have is borrowed, borrowed from the one who is generous, one who said, I die so that you can live. I take the curse so you can go free. For your old tattered garments, I give you a robe of pure white. You stand in my stead. I will wash away your sins and give you a righteousness that is not your own. Paul said in 2 Corinthians 5, because of Calvary, we've been made the righteousness of God in Jesus Christ. And God blesses the righteous with favor. You will surround him as a shield. And we need that for this day, don't we? Divine favor is our shield. Our shield in a day and a season that the world has gone crazy. Divine favor is not based on who you are, but whose you are. It's not your background. It's not your upbringing. It's not your education. It's not who your earthly parents are. It's who your heavenly father is. And it's now who you're becoming. Now are we the sons of God. It does not yet appear what we shall be. We are not just human beings. We are human becomings his favor is at work in our lives his favor is available to each of us he has chosen you and i we are king's kids we are a royal priesthood look at favor in the bible of abraham god said in genesis 12 reading from the amplified i will make of you a great nation and i will bless you with abundant increase of favors and make your name famous and distinguished, and you will be a blessing, dispensing good to others. What about Daniel? We see Daniel's life from a child to an old man in the book of Daniel. He survived being taken into captivity from one kingdom to the next. He survives and thrives. Why? Because God was at work in his life, and divine favor rested upon him. Of all the prisoners carried captive from Judah who went into Babylon, Daniel was one of the few shown favor. As time passed, Daniel was singled out by Nebuchadnezzar, Belshazzar, Darius. Daniel 1.9 says, now God had brought Daniel into favor. He had so much favor that he was elevated, protected from harm, shown visions of the future. We could go on and on with people in the Bible shown divine favor, but let's move into the New Testament. When Paul wrote Ephesians, he said divine favor extends to those who love the Lord Jesus Christ with all their hearts. You find that in Ephesians 6, 24, that grace comes to people who serve the Lord with all their heart. But back up to Ephesians 1, 6, and there we are called the accepted and the beloved. The word accepted is interesting. It means to compass with favor, that we are accepted by God, that we are compassed, encompassed With favor. Why? Because we accepted the Lord's invitation. He chose us to show favor. And we said, yes. And we should live in the knowledge that God is for us, that God favors us. What does that mean? It means, first of all, he provides for us. Canaan's land is not a type of heaven. It's a type of the overcoming life. When Israel passed over the Jordan River, they still had battles to fight. But some significant changes took place. The manna stopped. And the Bible says they ate from the old corn of Canaan. They stepped into houses they didn't build, orchards, vineyards, fields they didn't cultivate or sow. Why? Divine favor rested on them. God provided for them and he provides for us. Jesus tells us to look at the birds of the air They depend upon their heavenly father to provide for them. And he asked, are you not worth more than many sparrows? Divine favor in your life means God promises to take care of you. Here's the second thing divine favor does for us. The Lord transforms our trials into triumph. In that same passage we read from earlier, the 30th Psalm, where we read that his favor is for a lifetime, the psalmist said, You turn my wailing, my mourning into dancing. You remove my sackcloth and clothe me with joy that my heart may sing your praises and not be silent. Lord, my God, I will praise you forever, regardless of the trials we face. Our Lord is still in the transforming business. He transforms tears into laughter. He turns sorrow into joy. He exchanges sackcloth for the garments of praise. When the man after God's own heart, David, stood at Ziklag, the Amalekites had taken everything from him and his mighty men. There was weeping, there was anger, there was talk of killing David. But David said, bring me the ephod, the priestly garment of praise. And the Bible says he encouraged himself in the Lord. That God can take this mess and turn it into a yes. That he can transform my sorrow into joy. That's what divine favor does. Here's another thing it does. The Lord singles us out for blessings. I was going through the dozens of verses in the Bible about how God singled people out for his favor. And we see that Joseph was given favor again and again. Human favor, you say? Or was it divine favor in disguise? Let me mention another who was given favor, Esther. She had no earthly chance to succeed. She was a stranger in a strange land. The world's system would chew her up and spit her out. But the Bible says in Esther 2, she obtained favor in the sight of all who saw her. There was something resting on her life, an inner light an illuminating grace for everyone to see. And all who saw her recognized it. She obtained favor, not only in the sight of all who saw her, but Esther 2.17, she obtained favor in the sight of the king. And for such a time as that, Esther walked into the kingdom of Persia at Shushan, selected by a king or selected by the king of kings. She stepped forward and preserved her people. You see, divine favor is really never about you. It's about what God chooses to do through you. As he said of Abraham, blessed to be a blessing. God's favor resting upon you is to extend the reach of his favor to others. That it should radiate out from you. It's to carry you, yes, through the barriers that you may face, but it's so that others may experience God as well. It's to see you through the darkest trials of your life where others may see God in you and may glorify God as well. How do we receive such divine favor? Well, we know already that it's undeserved, it's unmerited, it's not something we're gonna go out and work for and earn. No, divine favor is shown to us, that it's a propensity with God to show favor, that just as he said it's more blessed to give than to receive, the giver of all gifts is highly blessed because it is in his nature to show favor. God appropriates his favor to us by his grace and our faith, that we believe to receive such favor. We don't go to God begging for it. No, we must believe and doubt not and start agreeing with the one who wants to show us favor. Lift out any of those promises in the word of God and say, I believe it. I agree with it. I receive it. Stop listening to your doubts and anxious thoughts and start listening to the voice of God. Let go of the steering wheel and say, God, take me on the journey of a lifetime. I want this one thing. I want to live in divine favor, not for a season, not for a moment, but for my entire lifetime. I wanna see your favor working in my life. Thank you for sharing a daily devotion with Ken Gurley. We pray this ministry has been a source of encouragement and strength to you. Please be mindful that your financial support enables us to meet with you each day. To give a donation or connect with us, visit our website at kengurley.com. There you will also find the latest books, podcasts, and resources. Blessed, 90 Days to Change Your World is Pastor Gurley's latest book. You can get your copy of this life-changing book at kengurley.com. May God's favor rest on you in every way until we meet again.